0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja Brown, and I am your host, We thank you for your support and participation. And Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry. And our hope and prayer for our listening audience is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime. You can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, good afternoon once again, and welcome to this podcast that is entitled God's Control. Do we dare ask him what he is doing? I know that there's a lot going on for everybody, not only us in the United States, but globally, all over the world. There seems to be an uptick or an uprising of political unrest and just all sorts of things that are causing us to, to be distraught and can cause anguish. And so I wanted to focus just real briefly on an incident that occurred here in the United States in the state of Virginia and lay that as the foundation for us to continue talking about God is in control. So I found an article online, and the headlines read, A man rammed a car into anti-white supremacist protesters in Virginia. Here is what happened. On Friday, August 11th, hundreds of marchers descended on the University of Virginia carrying torches and yelling slogans, White Lives Matter and Blood and Soil. Protests turned violent in Charlottesville on Saturday as white supremacists clashed with counter-demonstrators and a car plowed into a crowd of anti-racist and anti-fascist demonstrators. And since that incident on Friday, August 11th, we have heard all sorts of commentary, all sorts of comments, and we've heard words that have been connected to this incident, words such as hatred and racist and evil. Although those words are alarming, or they should be alarming, in reality, the behaviors, actions, feelings thoughts, words, deeds associated with hatred, racism, and evil are manifestations of our sinful nature. So I want to go back to the basics here and ask the question, what is our response to what is going on in this world? Not just in the USA, but globally. What is our response? And we do have to go back to who God is and rehearse in our minds his attributes and characteristics to gain a godly perspective of what is going on and who is in control. We have to remind ourselves and remember God is all-knowing, ever-present, and all-powerful. So when we talk about God being all-knowing, he knows everything. In Daniel 2.21 it says, He determines the course of the world events. He removes kings and sets others on the throne. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. We can go to him with all of our questions and our concerns. He knows everything. When we talk about God being ever-present, well, we're saying that he is everywhere. He is all around us. He is with you and with me always. In Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. When we talk about God being all-powerful, we are saying that he can do anything. And in Jeremiah thirty two seventeen, it says, "O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you." So with that, God being all knowing, ever present, and all powerful, can anything really escape God? Well, I don't think so. But I'll let you answer that after we've have gone through our uh, discussion here in the podcast. So God knows us so well. In Psalm 139, verses five and 16, it says, you hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Verse 16 says, your eyes saw saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So if we experience, read about, witness, and learn of tragedy, those things, all those things that are causing us anguish, to be in disbelief, and for there to be a sadness that overcomes us, that causes our emotions to just be crippled, what we feel is real and it does hurt, but we cannot allow ourselves to fall into this mindset that things are out of god's control nothing is beyond or above the reach of god and if we do think that he's out of control let me just say that it is faulty thinking as his body of believers we are in his hands so here it is as stated in the book of daniel chapter 4 verse 35 All of the people of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Now, what is the context of that passage? Well, this is in the book of Daniel, as stated, particularly Daniel chapter 4. And it's uh, the the children of Israel were in Babylonian captivity. And Daniel has been summoned to to interpret dreams for King Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel is warning him that he basically needs to repent. He needs to to uh, to, to turn away from the, his sin of being righteous and uh, this, his iniquity of, of, of not showing any mercy to the poor. And uh, if he were to do those things, Daniel's saying, maybe, just perhaps, maybe, uh, that will lengthen your prosperity. Well, Nebuchadnezzar didn't heed to um the instruction or the warning, and he continues to be that uh, arrogant, haughty king that he he was. And he is starting now to 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 kind of boast. and he's he's walking about in uh, chapter four, verse thirty. And it says, the king spoke, saying, is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? And right when those words were still coming out of his mouth, he realized what had happened. And so what what ended up happening is, is, is God drove him from men and caused his dwelling place to be amongst beasts, the beasts of the field, and he ate grass like an oxen uh, for, for 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 a long time, for a while. And it was when he came out of that situation that he was the one who made the statement. And I'll read verse thirty-four and verse thirty-five again. And at the end of the time, and the times that we're talking about, was that he was driven and he lived like a wild beast. I, Nebuchadnezzar. Lifted my eyes to heaven, and my understanding returned to me. And I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And then verse 35, which I've read before, I'll read it again, says, All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will. In the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, What have you done? So clearly, Nebuchadnezzar understood that God is not worthy of questioning, that he is worthy to just, to, to, for who he is, he's sovereign, and no, he answers to nobody. Certainly, he's not going to answer to us. So the things that are going on, we can either accept it or not. God is calling the shots. He's running the show. Either he's in full control or he's off his throne. And I know the ramifications of this great truth is difficult sometimes to grasp. If we can figure all this out, everything that's going on globally, we can figure it out and come up with the answers, then we would qualify to be God's advisors, right? And God certainly doesn't need our counsel. One of the marks of spiritual maturity is the quiet confidence that God is in control without the need to understand why he does what he does or why he allows what he does. There is a lot of evil in this world, and people play games. We know this, and they manipulate the word of God to justify what they want to do and what they want to believe and how they want to believe. But each of us has a personal responsibility to study the Word of God, apply the Word of God to our lives, and then share the Word of God. Before we study, we should always ask God to give us the right understanding, to open up our ears, our eyes, our minds, and our hearts to receive what the teaching is from His Word. And then the Holy Spirit will reveal the truth and understanding, and the Holy Spirit will also convict us of our sin. Now, I have to say, you know, sometimes it can get a little confusing when people say God is in control, and why is there so much evil, and why is there uh, bad things happen to good people? Well, I don't need to paraphrase James. I'm going to read James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, and this should pretty much clear up that thought about God and evil. Is he causing evil? Is he allowing evil? James chapter 1, verses 13 through 15 says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Verse 15 says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. So we cannot say that God is causing evil just because evil is all around us and it rears its ugly head in many different forms. But sin originated with the fall of man. And because of sin, we were separated from God. And when sin entered into the world through the disobedience of Eve and Adam, God had, in his infinite wisdom and his all-knowing and being ever-present and all-powerful, he had a perfect plan to save mankind from its sin and sinful nature and the penalty of sin, which is death. What did he do? Well, he sent his son, Christ Jesus, who died on the cross to take on the sins of the world take away the sins of the world. Because of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, we can be spiritually rebirthed or born again. It's through Jesus that we have been reconciled back to God the Father, no longer separated from him, and we are in relationship with him. Christ is our bridge to salvation so we can cross over into eternal life. John 316 says for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and then romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 says if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved Verse 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So we go back to where we started. God is all-knowing, ever-present, and all-powerful. And if we go there and we understand that concept that nothing is above or beyond God, then we ask our, the question again Do we have the right to question God about what He is doing or allowing? In Isaiah chapter 45 and 9, it says Woe to those who quarrel with their Maker. Well, who is our Maker? Our Heavenly Father is our Maker. Those who are nothing but potchers among the potchers on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? Does your work say the potter has no hands? And then in Isaiah 46, verses 9 through 10, it says, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Verse 10 says, I make known the end from the beginning, from the ancient times, What is still to come? I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Sounds pretty much like what Nebuchadnezzar stated in Daniel chapter 4, verses 35. So in conclusion, do we have the right to question God about what he is doing? Absolutely not. Should we walk around? Dismayed with a defeatist attitude because it appears that evil has taken over? Absolutely not. Should we disagree with God about how things are handled? Absolutely not. Should we do nothing about what is going on? Absolutely not. What should we do? We should remember who God is. Remember that God is all-knowing all-powerful, and ever-present. We have to pray without ceasing. Pray continuously, especially for our leaders, those who are running this, this country. Pray for our leaders, for our governors, our mayors, and then study God's Word and apply God's Word to our lives. And when we study and allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in and through our lives to bring things to our understanding and to reveal things to us that maybe we didn't understand before, we're going to understand what instruction is. We're going to understand what his warnings are. We're going to understand what his promises are. And when we come upon a promise of God, we need to stand on it, plant our feet firmly on that promise and believe him for what he says. And then we should share the word of God with others to give them hope. So I hope that this sort of helps with whether or not we believe or understand that God is in control and do we dare ask him what he is doing while he is in control. But I do know that as often as we turn on the radio for those who watch TV and turn on the television and listen to the news or even get engage in conversations with others who are grappling with what's going on in this world, we have to be steadfast. We have to be – we have to persevere and we have to allow – the hope that is within us, that lies within us, we have to be ready to give an answer for what that hope is. And pray for the people that are engaged in these activities that are full of hate and uh, racism and, and evil. But then remember that you and I, those of us who are uh, in relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we accepted the work that he did for us on the cross and 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 he took away our sins. Remember that there was a day, there was a day when our sinful behavior, our sinful deeds, our sinful nature manifested in ways that were despicable and appalling in the sight of the Lord. So as we are onlookers, on looking at what's going on today and making comment and just being floored with with what's happening. Pray for the salvation of the people who do not know the Lord. So with that, I want to say thank you for joining us today. I hope that you are able to answer that question, do we dare ask God what he is doing? And just remember that we serve a risen Savior, We serve a God who is all-knowing, ever-present, and all-powerful. And with that, I want to say God bless you, and until we meet again, I bid you Godspeed.